Broads, this episode is brought to you by Blenders, which are now the only sunglasses I wear. Blender sunglasses were started by a surf instructor in San Diego. And if ever there was a person to have some say in sunglass design, a surf instructor from Southern California seems like the person. Well, I would say so. And typically sunglasses are either really expensive or they're not really good quality, but not blenders. They're affordably priced. They've got a focus on trend and design and they're made to actually wear and last. What a concept. I am known for dropping my sunglasses or even worse, stepping on them. So I need a pair that will hold up. And I got to say, so far, so good with blenders. And again, so cute. To score 15% off your blenders purchase, visit blenderseyewear.com, enter promo code chattyvip. That's blenderseyewear.com, code chattyvip for 15% off. Blenders rocked with pride worldwide. episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Hello, Broads. Hello. Hello. I feel like it's been a long time because we recorded the last a long time. few episodes uh, from last week, like all in the same day, yes. a hot minute ago. It feels like it's just been forever and a day. Yes. How yes. have you been? Um... Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh-oh. And how are you? <laughs> it's like one of those things. Oh, when, Lord. It's like one of the, no, no, no. It's just one of those things like when you're pregnant and someone says like, how are you feeling? And you're like, um, excited, bad, my back hurts, I'm tired, uh-huh. I'm happy, and I feel all those things at once. So And you, f- and you feel all of it. Yeah. yeah like, what you know, right in this moment, I, I feel good. I'm not too hungry. I'm not feeling too tired. I'm feeling energetic. I'm feeling excited about this episode, but you know, a lot going on. Yeah. You're a busy lady right now. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that's just how it is sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? We were just trying to like, we we're just trying to like do the most. Actually, everything's like pretty good, but we were like just in Mexico and then this past weekend we were like on a little climbing trip. And then, yes. Like, oh my God. You this guys weekend have been we're going so somewhere too. So. Busy. Oh, you guys are going somewhere this weekend mm-hmm. too? Memorial Day. We're going Lord. donkey days in Bishop. It's a donkey rodeo festival. Excuse and we're renting an RV. It's gonna be so fun. <gasps> what? See, this is summer energy though. So, like, even though I'm like tired and like my house is such shit right now, I'm like, we're going places. We're having fun, and I kind of live for it. So. I mean, when you say donkey rodeo, like, I'm like, okay, yeah. Like- and we're gonna like hang out with my cousins and just like drink with them, and they have kids, and it's just gonna be like a blast. Oh, that sounds so. Also, right? I am a huge fan of a donkey. Are like, you? If I could nuzzle a creature right now, it would probably be a donkey. I wish we could like, it's too late now, but like next year, if this all goes well, like I bet they have like little sheep riding convert, like uh, competitions for little kids. So we can dress Ruth up like in a little cowgirl outfit and make her go out there and ride a sheep. Like she'd love it. Well, she is the queen of the animals. Let me (laughs) tell you something. When you guys post about Ruth with the horses, my whole body hurts (laughs) and I run into the house and I beg Evan to get me pregnant again. I'm like, I know I really don't want this, but I need that. She's an animal queen. She is maybe the cutest child I've ever seen. She's pretty cute. I don't know. Frank's kind of the cutest child. I mean, Frank's absolutely adorable. Like, Like, no shade to Ruth. (laughs) But like, there's something about that age too and her like big eyes and like her with, and her little voice. It's the voice whenever she's like talks now in your stories. I'm just like, I know and she's like so bossy it's like I remember why I remember feeling the same way when you would put Ember on your stories when she was this age too oh my god like 
no, I, I'm, I'm legit. Like, I'm just like, maybe I'm questioning my decisions about not having a kid again. It's just so cute and how much she just loves riding the horsies. You I guys could foster toddlers. It. That'd be fucking wild. Oh my God. Honestly, if I would foster an age, it would it would be that age. I just I love it. Love it so much. It's so cool. Like it's so cool to watch them. Just like they're just discovering the world. Yeah, and just and the little the little things that they say. Those tiny little voices. I think it's really fun to like teach her to do things for the first time. Like the first time she's ever held like scissors. The first time she's ever like cracked an egg. Like it's really cool. It's kind of unbelievable. Like the opportunity to be able to do that with a child. Yeah. I'm like, and this is how you take mommy's Instagram photos, Ruth. You press this button. (laughs) Nope. Angle down a little bit. Yep. Right there. You know, it's just they're pliable. This is how you manipulate your dad. (laughs) Come here. Okay. (laughs) Start crying. (laughs) Tell him that you feel like he hasn't been around enough. And then you ask for what you want. Please, Daddy, don't Tips. go to work. <laughs> can I watch? Can I watch TV? Daddy, you're always at work, and I never feel like you're emotionally present. Can I watch Rainbow High? Will you help Mommy take out the trash? Oh my God! Yeah, let's use this to my advantage. What's Rainbow High? I re- I actually really don't know. I've never watched it, but my mom got her all these dolls this past weekend that are Rainbow High dolls, and I'm really hoping that it's not like this treacherous show because. <laughs> I have watched like uh, the Barbie. There's like a Barbie cartoon that somehow in the dream house. Yeah. That like popped up on, on uh, Netflix a couple weeks ago. And I, and it, it must've been like, what was next? And I walk in and I hear her watching this and I'm like, this is not okay. Like, was it, I'm, wait, was it life in the dream house? Or was I it, think so. Oh, I l- used to love watching Life in the Dream House, my nanny kids, because they're trying to do like a spoof of like the hills or something. Yeah. Where they have their like in ITMs. It's I, not really for kids. I, that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> it, really. I'll be honest with you, not quite for children. Um, It was like the level of attitude going on. Yeah. I'm like, if oh, my kid starts yeah. to talk mm-hmm. to me this way, I'm in so much trouble mm-hmm. because she already has the attitude. She's going to kindergarten in a few months and I just picture her speaking to her teacher. Oh. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, the way that the the they communicate in it is pretty rough no Mm -hmm. and there's just a lot of excess in it it's just the show is just Uh fully focused on now i'm gonna buy eight purses it's always like check out my closet and she pushes a button and it's like the size of a a huge home and she's like i don't have enough and that's just kind of the fixation of it well so did i ever tell you about that study they did where like they did this study where like they were trying to show okay basically there's like a clifford episode where there was like a three-legged dog have i told you about this podcast there's like a three-legged dog and like at the beginning, everyone was being all mean and ostracizing the the dog because it had three legs because it was a disabled dog. Yeah. And then at the end, they learn how to like be kind and accept everyone and a lot like let the dog in their activities. Well, basically, they did a study where like kids, I don't know if they were interacting with disabled animals or what, but like but they did a thing before they watched an episode and then after. And the kids were not mimicking the good behavior. They were mimicking the bad behavior. Oh, my so God. Basically, the kid didn't even know to do the bad behavior until they were shown it on the TV. So even when these TV shows and movies are trying to like show this redemption arc, the kids are just seeing the bad behavior and being like, whoa, I'm going to try that out. You know what? That makes complete sense. Right. To me. So just and show them a show where everyone's just being nice to each other. This is why Sesame 
street slaps. Right. Like straight up, they want it. Like I know they have one of the main characters has autism and it's like a main character who's like, they didn't have this story arc where they're like, let's accept this person after seeing them being bullied relentlessly. It's just one of the main characters and they educate the kids. I mean, it's, that makes complete, Sesame Street's the best. Now the Barbie one, (laughs) it's just, oh great. I'm like, my, my daughter didn't know about all of this excess. It's basically and five-year-old fix- Paris Hilton. <laughs> yeah, no, is what it is. 100%. Yeah. So hopefully Rainbow High isn't that way. But just by the name, I have a feeling like it Rainbow probably will be. High. And then seeing the dolls, I'm like, I mean, I will be honest, love the fashion. But mm. um, probably the attitudes aren't going to be a 10 out of 10. Like brats. Were you allowed to have brats as a kid? No. Yeah, no. My mom was like. No. Someone gave it to us for like a birthday party and my mom swiftly gave that away. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> it's definitely brats energy. <laughs> So that'll be a fun journey I mean, for us. Dolls called brats. It's like, why would you want your kid watching or emulating that? There's, there's so much like that in kids' shows. Like, I can't even believe what they allow to be on children's shows. I just realized there's something. There's another topic I want to bring up today. Please, okay. So we're not going to talk about it right now. I'll bring it up later. Okay, remind me. Well, but. we are. Listen, because it's been a hot minute. I mean, you were in Mexico. Mm-hmm. It looked like a grand time. Mm-hmm. I know it was quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a long flight turnover mm-hmm. yeah that's the thing when you don't have children by the way that uh-huh. that's not something i think that's realized often that it's like oh well obviously just two or three days in a beautiful place is incredible but like the packing and the preparation and the arra- or the uh, rescheduling of the nap times and like the time change and everything on that quick of a you know it, it can be a little rough mm-hmm. Yeah, we will. Yeah, it was good. It was fun. And then you uh, had a tough time with your navigation when you went away this weekend and added a few hours to your travels. I when it happened that night, I was just like, I I just got to let go and let God right now. I was like, no sense in being angry. I was just like. Thank, I was like, thank God, thank God, thank God Grayson's asleep right now. Did he sleep thank the whole God. time? Thank God. He slept the whole time. Oh, okay. He woke up when we got there. Okay, okay, And he okay. was like kind of drowsy. He's like, oh, baby, I'm so sorry that happened. And I was just like, that's, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> You're like, yeah, you should be sorry and try to like make him feel bad. Even though. She's like, no, it was fine, baby. And it really was fine because I just put on a podcast and I didn't, oh my, oh no. How long that, was in the drive? So in the morning, what was supposed to be a two and a half hour drive ended up being a four hour drive. Okay. No exaggeration. Okay. That's and this a is long a day drive. trip. This is a day trip. Yeah. Um, thank, but again, counting my blessings, Grayson was asleep for the second mishap. Also no children in the car. That's so you know huge. what? What's the worst that That's happens? Huge. You spend tower, 10 hours in the car and wh- whatever. It's like you get, when you get fully stopped on the freeway for like two hours. Yes. It's like if you're alone, it's you're anxiety like, causing when you're trying to relax. But if there's a kid in the car crying and like, like, oh, what's going on? You're like, oh, no. Yeah. And if you're <sighs> the only one in the car, I know we can climb in the back. Seat. Oh, my God. No. So anyway, I was just like, this is this is fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's mm-hmm. still a day away. It's fine. Um, yeah, and then on the drive home, it ended up being three and a half hours. Yeah, so it's mm-hmm. a lot of driving. So seven that's and a half a hour car driving. Yeah, in. that's a little rough. <laughs> I'm so sorry when I saw you post that. I mean, bless blessings to you that you were able to stay calm. My major anxiety would have kicked in, and I just would have been like, I have to say, like, I'm you. I'm actually pretty good in scenarios like that where I'm just like. 
Gray actually compliments me on this and it's a very sweet compliment where I'm just like, all right, well, yes, it's a waste of two hours of five hours, seven hours of my day. (laughs) The time just keeps going. Uh, But, you know, might as well make it as fun as we can with those seven hours. If I'm in a, just a pissy shit mood, it's going to be even more of a waste That's of a time. That's a great attitude. That's but a great I can way just to look catch up on some, I listen to some music, catch up on some podcasts, enjoy the scenery. Might as well make it good, right? It's a really nice way to look at it. Might yeah. As well. I struggle in that way. Do you? Yeah. I think if things don't go exactly like how I have them planned, my I just get so anxious. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I'm like worried about the fact that I'll be miserable on the drive, it's just almost like my plans not working out that causes me to spiral. This is going to be the most obnoxious thing I could ask right now, but what is your moon and rising sign again? Um, why is that obnoxious, Queen? <laughs> I don't know. We is. love we love a curious astrologer. Just like you got some <laughs> earth placement in your... Uh, no, I don't. I oh, don't. I think a lot of it... Um, so my moon is in Scorpio and my rising okay. is in Gemini. Oh. So hmm. I think what it is i think a lot of it is learned because my mom and my dad are both earth what are and they? uh got we, a taurus in there we have a taurus uh-huh. and we have a capricorn mm-hmm. the capricorn's earth right yep okay uh yes and they are so wired that way and so i think a lot i i think maybe my insides are more free and my learned habits are like if the plans don't go exactly something bad is ha- going to yes, happen something bad will happen yeah AKA mom or dad will have a full spiral meltdown and then they're going to fight and then it's going to be drama. And Evan is more wired like you are. Like he's kind of like, well, it is what it is. And so that helps me. But, you know, I think that it's a lot of the learned habits. Well, you know how I'm normally the chill queen with travel? Yeah. The start to the trip. I just have to throw this out there because, you because you know, we had plans. So our flight was like at uh like Mexico? 30 yeah like okay. 8 15 8 30 was like our flight so we're like we want to get there solid two hours before mm-hmm. so we booked an uber for 6 a.m okay when 6 a.m rolls around Jess, i don't know if you've ever i've never had this happen with booking an uber like scheduling it the night before it kept being like new driver oh new driver new driver girl uber's also wild right now too like if i want to get an uber from here to a restaurant like 10 minutes away it will typically be a 14-minute wait, which broads normally would have been a two-minute wait for Uber. And it's been like that in general. So it kept saying like, new driver, 30 minutes, new driver, 30 oh minutes. God. So eventually at 6.30, I was like, fuck it. We'll pay, pay for airport parking. We got to get in the car. We got to go. Oh, my God. Oh, my we God. We get there. Then we have to do the airport parking. We have to wait for the shuttle to get there. It just gets down. Like, it was so, there was, it was, there were so many people so many people Everyone's at the just airport. like vaxxed and ready to party. <laughs> people are losing. There were so many people like I have never had this much anxiety traveling. But then we got we got to the gate and everyone was like, what's the matter? Like it's it's over. I have not been that anxious in so long. I know I'm really anxious when I take a bite of food and I can't even swallow it because it just oh tastes God. like. Like, I'm just afraid I'm going to throw it up immediately if I swallow it. That's when I know my anxiety is like, oh, my God. And so I was sitting there and Gray was trying to, like, make me eat this breakfast burrito. And I would take a bite of it. And I was just like, I have to spit it out in the trash right now. Like, I have to spit it out. I, could, I couldn't even swallow the breakfast burrito. I was losing my shit. Like, as sitting at the gate, just being like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. In my head, like, I'm fine. <laughs> it was horrible. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then on the plane, then I was really hungry. And then I was feeling nauseous because I was really hungry. And then it was making me more anxious. So, like, the start to the trip was just 
crazy. And then on the way back, that crazy ass line. That line was and wild. And we got there over two hours. We, we literally You're like, said, this, we this is what happens when we plan ahead. I literally said, I go, wow, we are just going to have a stress free experience at the airport this time. Cuts us waiting in line for like a Listen, I'm not encouraging people to show up late to the airport, but I will tell you as someone who always shows up very early because, again, my mother and father would make us get there about seven hours in advance. Um, they We always would have problems. Like, it was almost Ugh. like their pre-planning would cause there to always be absurd lines, delays. It's like a like, Murphy's Law kind oh, of no, thing. Oh, no, straight yeah. up. It was like you're, they're so anxious about making the flight it's a that everything prophecy. causes them to... <laughs> we'd get on the plane and my dad would just be like I'm like can we just go back home because everyone's so angry and I know we're supposed to be on vacation but I'm gonna start crying because everyone's just they're they're divorced you know we're just like all screaming at each other my little sister was crying it would just be like oh my god like this is just a nightmare um should we do an ad real quick yeah let's let's do a little ad why not why not So, broads, I am a firm believer that no matter if you want 10 kids or one kid or no kids at all ever, you need to know what's going on with your reproductive health. It's such an important uh, uh, piece of information to have when making decisions about your future, your family's future. In the past, fertility testing has been expensive invasive and honestly downright intimidating. I'll be the first to admit that I put off reproductive health testing for a long time because I was scared. Mm. (laughs) And then I heard about modern fertility's new way of doing things and it was way easier than I ever thought it would be. Well, and you get that peace of mind that comes with knowing exactly what's going on with your body. Mm. That to me is priceless. And also instead of going to a doctor in person and paying hundreds or even thousands of dollars to get these tests done, Modern Fertility brings the doctor to you. You're going to get your at-home test in the mail. You'll get access to all your health info with just the prick of a finger. And after you're finished, you send it back with the prepaid label. You'll have your results within 10 days. Modern Fertility's at-home test gives you access to everything you want to know. You'll be able to see how many eggs you have, your hormone levels, and so much more. Um, And if you want to walk through your results because you feel more comfortable doing that with a uh, one-on-one with a fertility nurse to help determine the next steps, you're going to get that option with Mm. Modern Fertility, which is incredible. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash chatty. So that means your test will cost $139 instead of the several hundred or even $1,000 or more it could cost at a doctor's office. So you can get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash chatty. That's modernfertility.com slash chatty. Is there anything better than a good smelling person? <laughs> I know that mm. sounds weird, but you know those people that just smell good? I love those people. I remember those people. Mm-hmm. And broads, I recently switched my shampoo, and I have to say, I might just be that kind of person now. Okay, okay queen. Okay. You've probably heard us talk about Function of Beauty before because they're amazing. They are the world leader in fully customizable hair care. And now I can confirm the best fragrant options of fragrance options of any hair care line I've ever used. Rod's just not lying. I can smell the mango scent oh, wafting from here. Uh, Function of Beauty is <laughs> the only brand that tailors your hair care routine to you. It seems obvious because, of course, everyone's hair is so personal and so different. 
But then why have been we been using the one size fits all hair care forever Mm-mm. to get your unique formula? You take a hair quiz so the team at Function of Beauty can learn about your texture, hair health and what you're looking for. And based on your results, uh, they'll start crafting your personalized products. And don't forget to customize your scent before ordering. Becca was right. I have mango right now because it is the perfect scent for summer. I'm also a huge fan of the eucalyptus and lavender fragrances. And for you broads that don't want a scent, there's that option, too. We love that. Um, all of the products. Products at Function of Beauty are paraben-free, sulfate-free, cruelty-free, and vegan. Plus, there are over 60,000 five-star reviews, so you can know that they're good. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash broads to take your quiz, and you're going to save 20% on your first order. That applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. That's functionofbeauty.com slash broads. Uh, Let them know you heard about it here, and you can get 20% off your order. Functionofbeauty.com slash broads. Okay, so let's talk about Taisha. We just have to marvel over yes. our queen. So in today's episode, Bras, we are going to be chatting about some current batch news and also some just pop culture news. Yeah. Um, Taisha is having like quite a past few weeks. She's having the moment. I mean, Taisha on the cover of Cosmopolitan looking unreal. That spread was everything. Dude, I just have to say, like, I feel like Taisha was like kind of a sleeper move for ABC to put as the Bachelorette. But by golly, I'm sure they are so glad that they did it. You know, I everyone's kind of like Taisha. I know everyone kinda, was know. kind of, you know, wasn't. I wouldn't Which say we was like on Taisha, but it's just kind of like what you know. Yeah, people. Some people were surprised. You and I were chanting her name after BIP, and we're like, "Give us Taisha." Yeah. Um, wow. I mean, Taisha has just is continuing to just be everything and we love that her and zach are still still doing so well um and then she so she has this cosmo cover and then she ends up getting uh the mtv movie and tv choice awards the bachelorette yep. wins for dating show which i know it's technically it's technically the show but she accepted the award and let's be real it was her it was her award because it was her season poor fucking claire <laughs> sorry claire <laughs> Like, Loki, I feel so bad for her. I mean, Claire seems to be doing well. Her and Dale are back together at the moment. I saw that she was wearing her engagement ring. So they were also like in Maui for three weeks or something like that. So she seems to be doing well. But Taisha is just, and I don't know where I heard this. But, um, (laughs) but I think I saw somewhere and maybe it was Dumois, which again, never confirmed so we can't really use that as a hard source but i believe someone said that they are looking at taisha as chris harrison's like actual replacement no way yeah so at least from that news it seemed that she did real well for katie's season and i noticed too like um, maybe I'm missing the Caitlyn interviews, but I feel like I've been seeing so many interviews uh, just with Taysha regarding mm. Katie's season mm. and like how Katie was and how Taysha felt being on the show again as the host and da da da. And I feel like I'm seeing them really a lot just with Taysha. So I'm like, are we getting Taysha as the new CH? I want to know what the fuck's happening with Chris Harrison. I want updates on if there's a lawsuit happening. I want I want to fucking know what's going on. It's been quiet. I know that's what what makes me think that some shit is going on. Oh, yeah. There has to be some there has to be some rumblings like, you know, behind the scenes. It's probably like a settlement. 
Is, did he actually fought? Like, is he? Was he I don't actually know. pursuing? I don't think he lawsuit? actually fought. I don't know if he. No, there's no confirmation. I believe that he filed. It was just the rumors. He was that lawyering he was up, lawyering up because he had a lot to say. So maybe they're not going to do like maybe they're not going to do any kind of like legal pursuit or settlement. But maybe they are working out some like. <laughs> Fat. Chris Harris and his behind the scenes catching everything on fire. ABC's lot is literally ash right now. But for real, I wonder if they're going to like secure some sort of crazy, uh, what do you call it? Like when you let some go and you give them like the money when they oh, go. Oh, yeah. I don't know this legal talk. But yeah. I just picture Chris Harrison. I just have this image in my mind. And I don't know, maybe I'm a psychic maybe this is a psychic vision but i'm picturing chris harrison chaining himself to the front doors of the bachelor mansion um going into the next season if they don't have him back mm -hmm. i picture him being a limo driver in disguise <laughs> an old drive one of the limos and he pops out and he's like you think you'd get rid of me that easily <laughs> The girls are just in. They're like, oh my God, I am so excited. No, it would be probably Michelle's season. So the guys are in there. They're like, we are so excited to meet Michelle. What an amazing woman. And then Chris Harrison just turns around as the limo goes, driver. Nothing and good like, lasts forever. <laughs> <laughs> and he turns around and he goes, we're not going to the mansion. You're getting held hostage by Chris Harrison himself. And he just takes a group of like 12 of the guys. There's helicopters all around L.A. <laughs> Chris Harrison has taken 12 Bachelor contestants I, I would be scared if I was taken hostage by him. Like, I would actually be really, really scared. I'd be really worried. <laughs> Lauren Zima comes in like she's in a black trench. They're in like the like his underground bunker that he's been like perfecting for the past six months. Lauren Zima comes in. Fallout shelter. Yes. Full trench coat. I just picture with long red nails, just like. Hello, boys. We can do this the easy way, <laughs> or we can do this the hard way. And she's got like this crazy, like medieval kind of setup, like where she, she is. Like, like, she's like the dominatrix, like yes. evil dominatrix yes. queen. She is also the one who's like the mole in the situation, where she is reporting the news, but she's also there. Sources say it's yes. her. <laughs> Sources say that. Chris has been robbed and we should have... He's been a good company player for the past 20 years. Mm -hmm. Something like that will probably happen. I have probably. a feeling. Mm -hmm. We've, mm -hmm. It wouldn't be the first time that we prophesied something on this show. I mean, I was going to say we've prophesied crazier, but probably... <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but we we prophesied a lot. It's true. And so, you know, Chris, if you're listening, you know. Don't do that. Probably shouldn't do that, is what I'm saying. Maybe just take the settlement, you know, or maybe just drop it and just let Taisha live Doesn't and he just like let her want be. to retire at some point. Like he's older, he's got money in the bank. Go cash out. Isn't he just happy writing his romance novels now? Right. I mean, Lauren he's just, by his side. Shouldn't he just be like maybe go get a vacation home somewhere in like Maui and continue to write like really creepy erotic novels? Maybe he should just do like a talk show. Yeah, I feel like you know. Would yeah. anyone listen? Maybe that's the next. Actually, I would prophesy this. His next move is starting a podcast. I feel like that's probably a more likely prophecy. And <laughs> what if him and Lauren start a podcast together? A couple's podcast. Because 
if that happens the king of love if that happens we gotta have the broads let's have the broads blow them up like blow up their social media and be like get fatty broads on your pod on the podcast becca what would you even say like i would want to have them oh, I don't on as be- an exclusive because i'd be like i need to get this and i need to interview the shit out of you guys and just like come for ch but i would not even know how to begin no 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 no. and and, and let's let's be real they would never in a million years be on our podcast true. or let us very on true. theirs very true but i love the idea of the broads just harassing them relentlessly on mm-hmm. social media um but like for having everyone phrase it just like oh my god like the broads love you you should have them on the podcast <laughs> anytime they post anything for their uh for their podcast it's just all just tags of at chatty broads what did we used to say about him like a year ago like before all of this like what what were you saying we were just like oh he's holding on too long he was trying to be cool and hip yeah well you know what it was is he started to get a little spicy yes he was starting to get a little mouthy and it was like what happened like he went from kind of being like just the host who was like well it's the final rose and what do you think about that caitlin what do you think about that nick to kind of like inserting himself inserting himself also shading the contestants and then like in interviews too you'd hear him and he'd be like very clearly have opinions about the about specific contestants and like throw it out there and you were like hmm this was, is a new take. That was when Lauren Ziema unfollowed me. I think so. It was around that time. That's iconic. That is pretty iconic. Thank you. Did Chris Harrison ever follow you? Mm, yeah, I think at one point. And then he unfollowed. He, he probably unfollowed me a long ass time ago. Let's be real. Probably like right after I didn't do Paradise or something. Yeah, they were angry. They, they were very angry. Remember when I told you that he was like, on the, or not I told you it happened when he was like oh maybe we just rewatched it Gray and I did when we were watching the season how he was like we're gonna be seeing you on a beach this summer and like I hadn't had any talks and I was like um how dare you <laughs> you're like I didn't agree to shit <laughs> excuse me there have been no papers signed my guy don't put that pressure on me back the fuck off you think yeah. I'm so thirsty to be on your fucking show <laughs> bitch <laughs> I remember that though it, the way that he said it I was like oh she's for sure going on paradise I was so pissed about that okay. I remember actually talking to you uh, I was like, after I, was I like no after I watched that and I was like are you all like set up for paradise and you were like no I don't know why that was said I didn't like that Mm-mm. okay so anyway um uh, so maybe some other people uh who are currently mad at the franchise not. please not <laughs> What, what are we can we are we going to talk about Matt and Rachel I don't want to talk about them no no Good. we're okay, not talking great. about Matt and Rachel uh Jed another another <laughs> wonderful topic of conversation I just have to say I broads I don't know if you remember it's been months now Jed went on social media him and the Dylan momentum were, has been a little lost the momentum had been lost Dylan was hyping it up saying that there was all these lies about Jed and blah 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 and then Jed was like, I'm dropping a podcast in like 48 hours and I'm going to like let everybody know what the truth is. And I was e- extremely, I wasn't excited about listening to Jed, but I was very curious. You're hyped. I was hyped. And uh, then it just never came out and he really didn't address it for months. And then finally someone asked in an Instagram, uh, like a question <laughs> series. <laughs> when the fuck's your when's podcast, the podcast coming out? Coming out? <laughs> And then he said, like, oh, it'll be out soon. And then he finally dropped the podcast. He addressed what was going on for maybe about one minute. Mm -hmm. And he said uh, that he was going to 
let everyone know about like his truth in the situation. Mm-hmm. He's like, but then uh, I had to consider the lawsuit <sighs> and the people who I would be getting into a lawsuit with and if it was worth it. No, duh. I'm like, you, you didn't, probably should have thought. Of I'm like, dude, you just kind of like went ham and then just decided that you were going to have this podcast where you were going to spill everything and right. probably like tons of stuff that right. you were going to just line yourself you, up for you, a lawsuit. You thought that was just going to go well? No. And especially you're like promoting it on your Instagram and everyone is just like posting about it and you're retweeting people posting about it and all this stuff. And then he's like, well, I actually then thought about who I was going to get into a lawsuit with. And uh, he's like, I think that you can read between the lines that like why that decision had to be scrapped, at least for right now. So Jed's podcast is just Jed talking to Jed's friends. So I will not be tuning in. (laughs) Um, Let me know if. (laughs) Bless you. (laughs) Thank you. Jess and I had sort of discussed this and. I'd be curious to hear other listeners' thoughts, but my thought was maybe like, okay, who leaked the thing of a Jed having a girlfriend? Reality Steve. Okay, it was, right? I was like, that wasn't even a hypothetical. I was just like, yeah, or not a hypothetical. That wasn't a rhetorical question. Um, Okay, that's what I thought. And so like, Jess and I just kind of toyed with the idea, like, maybe things were not as they seemed and maybe production might have known that and might have ran with it anyway to give Hannah Brown this like boss ass moment. Just a thought. Just we, a thought. We really don't know. I would think pro- I would think production would want it to be a happy ending because there hadn't been for a minute. <sighs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. I will say <sighs> I was never a Jed fan. I no. don't think I'm ever going to be a Jed no. fan. No. Uh, no, we both were like, who the fuck is this guy? We were not fans. But I will say, after all of the reality Steve raging bullshit that came out, mm-hmm. um, it does make me scratch my head and think maybe there was truth in it and maybe there was also some fabrication. Yes. Like, I don't doubt that there was truth in it because we had the interviews from his ex-girlfriend right. and all that. But also, I also wonder if there was things that were added to it that were not real. What I wondered in particular about was like the text exchange. Yes, 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 yes. And again, like the, as we've seen, like text exchanges can be very, very easily fabricated. So it sort of like made me wonder, like maybe this was a girl he was dating, but maybe this whole thing of like, I'm leaving in the plane now, babe. Like, don't worry, I'll be back in a few weeks for my car. I'd have to go back and look at it. But remember how the texts were something like, I'm doing this for my music career, babe. Don't yeah, ever forget they were that. Kind of in, they were kind of strange. He, I mean, now granted, I feel like Jed kind of would say yeah. things like that sometimes where you were like, okay, drama. Yes. But, <laughs> <laughs> okay, this isn't a star is born and like you could turn down the drama like just right, a teeny right, tiny right, bit. Right, right, right. But I agree with you. It just, now that this whole thing is out about reality, Steve, and we've realized all of the nonsense that was spit as fact from yes. reality, Steve, and how easily the man could be convinced that texts were real. Right. I.e. Jenna Cooper. Right. Um... It makes you wonder. It really does. It makes you wonder. And so I'm not not curious to hear Jed's take. And right. I am bummed that that was not brought up. He right. said he's like, maybe one day he'll be willing to share it. And I'm like, great. Like 80 year old Jed, like when we're all in our deathbeds is going to be like, I just needed everyone to know. <sighs> Do we know 
what happened with Luke's lawsuit. No. That, now that's right now. yeah, that's an interesting one for me. I would like to find out more info. Broads, if you know anything, if you know any more info about Luke, because that was intense. I believe well, I don't know if it was followed through. I know that they were suing him. I think it was for a hundred thousand dollars. <gasps> he was ordered to pay a hundred thousand dollars for breaching the contract. That's really scary. Yeah, how do we not talk about this? This happened. Okay, so this happened October 2020. I didn't know that he oh actually. Oh my god, dude! This is for making unauthorized media appearances while under contract. Like this is the shit that I did. <gasps> That's what he got sued for. Yes. They made a fucking example. That is, I'm sorry. No, like they made I, an example out of him. That's fucked up, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. They took somebody who they knew everyone couldn't stand, and they made an example out of him. And probably, they probably would have done it with Jed if Jed would have, and I don't, Jed didn't do that. If we remember, Jed went pretty under the radar and got real quiet for a while. In signing the waiver, Park, uh, Luke Parker agreed to not make any media appearances from the date of the agreement through one year after the date of the initial broadcast of the final episode of the series. Um, it prohibited him from making any authorized user disclosure of any info or events he witnessed or learned as a contestant. Make <laughs> See, this isn't why you got to read the agreement. I don't even remember this. Or may, you can't. Because <laughs> like I had no idea any of these things. Listen to how crazy this agreement is. You agree not to make any negative or disparaging remarks about the series or its principles, aka like the leads, employees or affiliates at any time. First of all, it sounds like a cult. I'm going to put that out there. Uh, Becca, do you think... Do you think they threw a different contract at him? Do you think they throw different contracts at villains? I mean, I could look at my contract. I have my contract in my email. Because, like, I know that you went on and you did interviews and you made statements about things but again, that they were happy about. again, it's one of those things, about. like you said, like, are they really going to try to, you know... But if, they, they, but if they tried to go after you and they tried to sue you for that, they're at the time, like you had just come off the show. You were really liked on the show. Right. Like that probably wouldn't have been a wise move for them because then you could have gone on and been like, they're suing me because of this. And that would have probably made them look really bad. But with Luke talking about making an example out of him, no one liked Luke. Everyone was no. team Hannah. Everyone was anti-Luke because of all of his fuckery on the show. Yeah. Um, and then they, so it's like they could go out and they could actually flex and do, and actually follow through with a lawsuit on someone like him and not get oh, yeah. flack. And clearly it's gone completely under the radar. Like we've barely heard about this. $100,000. That's so much money. That's, I'm, I just think that's fucked up. That's so much money, dude. For doing something that every other contestant does at some point or another. Not every other, but a lot of contestants do at some point or another. Did you know this is the agreement? Uh, I'm looking at actually my Bachelor in Paradise agreement. It says, no time will I threaten, encourage, or engage in any type of physical confrontation, which is interesting because that's definitely So they didn't the sue Jordan? No. <laughs> right. Or grocery store Joe and Leo. That was another one I remember. Hmm. Or threatening. I guess that's also Chad. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You'd think Chad would be getting lawsuits left and right. He threatened Chris Harrison. <laughs> okay, this is like, this is like a fifth, 
like a fucking 20 page contract but this is the thing that stood out to me that i was just reading this is so wild okay basically you're granted rights to where is it your appearance statements actions voice sounds sound effects in connection with the series including without limitation any act poses plays vocals instruments instrumentals musical and other sound effects and compositions of any kind or nature aka they can splice up your audio to say like literally anything basically yeah blah 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 blah. all this constitutes material and that material can be used at any time like throughout the series like that to me is so crazy they're basically like literally they could splice up every single word you say and construct you saying whole sentences throughout the whole season you can't do shit about it yeah wow of course you just sign it because like i've said in the past if you don't sign it they'll they're not gonna they're not gonna let you off yeah they'll get someone else to sign it and like also i mean how many people you know what this says broads quick tip this is an example of if you're deciding to ever go on a reality show or anything like that like you know get maybe a lawyer or someone to look through the contract to just really explain everything to you so you at least know what you're getting yourself into or what not to do like luke like it does say here explicitly you have to have a written consent for every single media appearance you're on yeah so it's like i guess he he i didn't do it either but still a hundred thousand dollars wow anyway well that would scare me if i was going on the show now I would literally just like not even do any appearance. I would just be too scared. But like you're saying, I don't think they would do any this to anyone except someone like Luke P. Or Jed. I think they'd probably do it to Jed yeah. if he did some crazy And like I said, Jed, Jed went like under the radar big time after the show. And I don't feel like he did any appearances at all. Yeah. Which is probably... They probably didn't improve any. It's probably, <laughs> this, the, it's probably also the, just the smart move. Because it's like, when if you feel... Like, regardless of what happened, let's just say everything was true. He was a raging douchebag cheating on whoever and just being the worst. It's just, you know, people want to defend themselves. And like, if you're not supposed to say anything negative or behind the scenes about like production, like, how are you supposed to do that? You're just asking for a lawsuit. Wow. Anyway. All right. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of this episode, which is what, what I've been dying to talk about with you. Two quick bachelor things. Okay. Two very quick. Okay, uh, let's, let's let's move it. Guys, okay, I'm let's dying to talk about fucking Chrissy Teigen. <laughs> Becca wants to talk about Chrissy Teigen. I want to talk about Chrissy Teigen. Uh, okay. Just two other, other things, bachelor yeah. things. Uh, first and foremost, the list of Katie's men have been released. Boom, baby. We have all of the men. Do, we also do we have, have full info? What? Do we have full info on uh, them? We have a lot of info on okay. them, yes. And they also like posted this thing on social media that has like a man and then three fun facts about him and they were in my opinion some of the strangest facts that could have ever been like it's most of them were like he likes dogs and i'm like okay cool i mean come on like his favorite dessert is ice cream i'm like thanks so much for really letting us get to know these men you know i'm kind of feeling like us and the bros should do two separate episodes doing the cast list because i kind of want to see what overlap we have Ooh, that would be interesting i mean or we could do it together but i sort of had this thought of like what if we get the same read on like the same people that would be actually very interesting they might well, but, but we will be doing a cast list. I broads, I know, and that's why I wanted to bring can't it up wait. because the broads, you've been let, like making sure that we're going to be doing this cast list, and we would absolutely 
never it's the favorite time of year the it is a gift. gets me hype in fact i'm wondering if we do do it with the bros like we've done the past mm-hmm. two maybe we should like because we end up going so long maybe we should break it into two episodes and like give the broads like you know double trouble like i like give you some okay, more. Okay, that's actually a good idea because always we want to just wax poetic on every single contestant mm-hmm. and with like 30 people it's a lot that's a good that's a good idea because sometimes i feel like we we brush over people and then i wish we would have talked more about them but like we're like we're on hour two and a half so yes. maybe we could just break it up into two separate episodes i, I like that okay, that way we don't okay. get any energy lost by the time we get to you know victor who's yeah. letter v in that <laughs> and alphabet. then poor, poor victor ends up getting really grumpy <laughs> like, tired us. victor looks uh he looks like a nice guy and uh, i bet he loves his mom all Great right for victor it, okay we're wrapping it up no maybe we do two part and uh give an equal amount of attention and love and care and judgment to all of that's the a great idea okay um and then my other thing that i did want to say so i know we were talking about um Mike Johnson and who he may be interested from on Pete season because he did throw that out there. Mm-hmm. And I was throwing around Piper's name. Yes. Which might be true. Maybe he was interested in Piper. Yes. But. Yes. Broads. Yes. Piper has been spotted out with Brendan holding hands. <gasps> what? Yes. 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 How have I not heard about any of this? I think it's probably because I unfollowed all the Bachelor accounts. Because Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I hope we adore Mike. So we hope and Mike actually is going to be on in a couple weeks in person. We finally get to hang out in person with Mike and we can ask him about it. Um, but dude, that's crazy. I had yeah. no idea. And I hope that that wasn't who he was just like. So had his heart after because we love him and we want him to get everything his heart desires. But Piper and Brendan. Okay hadn't for some reason i hadn't been thinking about brendan he's just so quiet and he's so not social media engaged that i kind of forgot about brendan and i'm like oh my god our love brendan literally thought about him at the beginning of this episode because of something that you said about some cast and i was like oh brendan like wonder where where he's at yeah he's just so quiet on social media hot hot couple i mean hot hot couple love that love that couple together so now i'm wondering Will they go on paradise or will they be like, nah, we're like a fish, a fish and we're not going to go on paradise. And also Piper had been one of the contestants who said she was not comfortable going on paradise. If Chris Harrison was going to be hosting. Interesting. So maybe they're like, nah, fuck that. Bye. We are, we are dating. We are not participating in this absolute shit show and are just going to go off and have their love together. And we'd love to see it. Love to see it. We love to see it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, that's enough Bachelor news for now. I have something else I want to talk to you about, too. I'm wondering if I should bring it up now or after we talk about it. No, I should bring it up now if I want to talk about it on this episode. Okay. Okay. <sighs> Actually, I'm, like, debating whether or not to bring it up. I'll just tell you what it is because I feel like it's kind of controversial. Oh, my God. My take on it might be, like, kind of controversial. Okay, basically, oh you know how, how Courtney and travis travis barker and courtney kardash have been all in the news a whole bunch okay someone else who has been a lot in the pop culture news is travis barker's 15 year old daughter whose name is alabama barker yes because she's there's always like back and forth about stuff it's such a mess i feel so bad with her with her mom and then she's saying stuff about her mom and commenting back to people and then her mom's commenting back to people on instagram i'm just like guys you get off social media talking about your family stuff embarrassing for the mother really like i don't know what the truth is for everything but i'm like don't don't be replying to people on your ig know, comments about your relationship it's, with your daughter it's so messy oh my god 
Regardless, though, have you been on her Instagram? The mother. No, Alabama's. Alabama. I have not. I want you to go on. Okay. I feel so nervous. I I want you to come on and I want to have like a conversation about having a daughter of my own. I am just like, how old is she? She just turned 15 less than six months ago. Okay. Wow. And I just like want to talk about this with someone because like, like I'm like how, okay, we are. Okay. Let me just give the rundown broads in case you can't be on your phone right now. Her it's Alabama Luella Barker. It's Travis Barker's daughter. And her Instagram dude is like 28 year old, like IG model, very sexual. Yeah. Makeup outfits, content, all of that. And I just want to talk about it because like, I never wanted to like growing up as someone who is not allowed to like wear bikinis and all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, I just, I'm like, how, I, how do we mm-hmm. navigate like our children? Let's say that, you know, our children want to be, you know, like sexual, bodacious, like, you know, like every kid wants to express their mm-hmm. like gender mm-hmm. in a certain way. You know, mm-hmm. like if my daughter wants to be like super hyper, like them, I don't even know what the right words are to use, mm-hmm. but basically like, how do you navigate that on social media in a way mm-hmm. that's also like protecting your child's like yeah. childhood innocence in a way mm-hmm. because the world like sexualizes us from the time we're ch- like children. And it's just like, I was looking at her Instagram. I'm just like, dude, this makes me like really, really sad. But I'm also not sure like, is that not the right take? And it's just like, it was very confusing to me to scroll through her Instagram and be like, how would I handle this like with my own daughter and like you know like dude it's just crazy yeah that's a you know what that is such an interesting like just in general conversation because right, she's like, she's one per I've seen a lot of oh, sure. it's you know what you know what I'll say it's like it's like the TikTok generation now right so it's a lot of like 14 15 year old kids um boys and girls um who are like very i don't know again i don't know i don't know the correct words to use but like pro uh, provocatively uh dancing dressing and sexual it's sex it's like very sexual in nature it, it is tough because it's like it's like there's the one side where like you were saying it's like being raised in a super conservative home where you didn't feel comfortable expressing your sexuality and the things that you were feeling um, and didn't feel safe to do that. And then there's also the piece of like the empowerment of like, I, I feel these things. I'm a human being and I want to express them. And I think that there's, there should be like a celebratory piece to like the way that we feel and how we want to express ourselves. But like you said, at the same time, when the world specifically with the girls are sexualizing them from such a young age. 
and also I'm for me I just as a parent you know I'm looking at it and I'm going like oh my god like I just think about the um, the amount of um older men who yeah, I don't know. That's, that's such what, a tough That's one. what freaked me out about it. because, And that's what I just, really got me thinking. I would be worried thinking. about the safety of my exactly, child. I because would be scared for the safety. That's what I was thinking. And I was thinking like as a child, because when you're 14, 15, you're a child. Yeah. At that, age, at that age as a child, I of course loved any kind of attention I received. And I'm sure that if I was doing what she was doing, I would be loving like the sexual attention I would be receiving sure. just via DMs and stuff and be like, oh my God, you're so sexy. I would love to whatever, whatever. I would enjoy that as a teenager. Of I course. thought that that I thought that, that made me special. Mm-hmm. And because you're young and naive and your brain is not fully developed, when someone is grooming you yes. or saying you're different, you're so mature for your age, all those sort of things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you are so vulnerable that you're just like, I am, you know? And like this person really, yeah. I, I'm different. And this person, I mean, it's, it's grooming. It's yeah. grooming 101. And so that's where I'm like, how do we not do this prohibitive th- i don't know if that's the right word i don't even know if that's a word prohibitive thing you know what i'm talking about though of like saying no you can't wear that or you can't post that right right and i guess the 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 easy answer is just trust so that your child is honest and forthcoming with you about like if people are messaging them and that kind of thing and teaching them like internet safety but also i'm like yeah. fundamentally like where my gut goes to probably because the way that I was raised mm-hmm. is like, no, you cannot have extensions down to your knees and get and have your boobies all pressed up to your chin and be posting you licking your finger on Instagram. Yeah. But I'm like, but how do I not go to that gut reaction, but like still find a way to protect them from? I don't know. Right. I mean, I feel like. And maybe this is super naive of me to say but I feel like as a parent if you're having really active honest conversations and also like judgment-free conversations where from a young age you are talking about sex and talking about misogyny culture and talking about the dangers of that and having these really open Mm. honest conversations that then maybe because at the age of you know, even at the age of 14, 15, like, and you're still a kid, I do feel like if my mom were to have a active, open conversation with me, I could definitely understand the, the bones of that idea Mm -hmm. of the scariness of it, of grooming and all that. Now, granted, like, you know, when that gets put in action, that's a very different, that's a very different thing, but I don't know. I guess it's just like having a really, like from a young age, having a really active conversation. And instead of it being like, you can't post right. that, it being kind of like, let's talk about it before you post it. Yeah. And I think that the, the only thing that scares me about that is that I remember having conversations like that with my mom. Yeah. And I thought I was way smarter than her. Yeah. So I was just like, mm. yeah, yeah. It's like you don't feel but, like your parents understand social media and they're like, well, everybody else is doing it. And da da da. Yeah. Or like, you don't understand like how. <laughs> It's so cliche, but I remember feeling this way of like, oh, well, the way that like Connor mm-hmm. treats me is like different yeah. than that because yeah. like it's me and it's him and it's different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, he's 25, but like we have like a special connection. Yeah, I definitely think that I feel like those are almost then 
I mean, it all, it all comes, it all ends up interweaving because then you're having DMS and like the people who are viewing the content. But I feel like that those would probably have to just be like two very different conversations, like grooming for one thing versus social media. Because I think if you at least would have a active conversation about like the DMS that your child is receiving, um, you'd at least maybe have an idea of what was going on on that end. But yeah. I, mean, I don't know. That's such a good question. Right? And, you know, I haven't really like I've had those moments where sometimes I see some of these young and kids. Like, ah! <laughs> well, I don't even realize how young they are because they, everyone looks so old. And so I'm just like, oh, yeah. Da, 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 da. And then I'll find out. and I'm like, oh, wow. And I have this kind of if I'm being honest, I have this like inner battle where I feel I almost feel guilt processing it mm. because I'm like, I want to make, I would want to make the right call and I want to make the right call with my kid because you and I weren't allowed to express ourselves in that way. And there was also so much shame in that. Right. Like you want to, it's shameful that you would right. want to show your body. It's right. shameful right. if you do. And, right. the, and then I also, that, that conversation too went beyond, beyond age. Yes. It was like, even when right. you're married and like right. 30, it's shameful if right. you were to show your body sex work is shamed and all right. these things. Right. Um, so it wasn't even almost about my age. It was just about me being a woman in That's general. what I was wondering too. What's kept playing in the back of my head was like, maybe this just comes to a conversation about age appropriateness and setting a boundary mm -hmm. as an adult, as a parent, just being like, I, we don't feel like you wearing this right now is age appropriate because like people might treat you as though you're older, mm -hmm. even though you're not. And that could put you in situations that could be potentially dangerous. Yeah. yeah. You know, and like yeah. that seems like a really like. I know this is upsetting for you, but we just feel like this could put you in situations where people might try to take advantage of you because you might like look or appear to appear be older, older than you are. That feels like that's a healthy way to go about it right? to me. Because yeah, like like the, the last thing that I would ever want to do with my child is to make them feel shame in any way or about demonize something their that's body. not wrong. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yes, age consent grooming mm -hmm. this is such an important big thing mm -hmm. and where do you find that balance and i feel like that's a really good way to put it yeah i would be interested to talk to an expert if anyone has any people to yeah, send please. also talking about um this is a whole other ball game that we could get into but i've also been really concerned lately about like how like the consumption of porn for really young kids mm -hmm, and how mm -hmm. like my neighbor's kids you know like some of them are like 10 and you know they'll find like a private browser on the phone, that kind of thing. And thinking yep. about how um, how to have healthy conversations because I just think of this new wave, a whole generation of young men who are growing up from like nine or 10 watching, you know, the stuff that's on mainstream Pornhub is super violent, mm -hmm. a lot of times really violent, aggressive, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not modeling yeah. consent and healthy boundaries. And, and this, I sound like such a boomer, but like, how to treat a like how to treat someone right, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, and no, like with no, respect. Sure. And so, just from my, because of my own encounters that I've kind of talked about with certain men, where it, and it's not even actually about like the acts themselves, but about how to approach someone with respect mm -hmm. to make sure that they feel comfortable and safe. It's not about what you're actually doing; it's about making sure the person is comfortable mm -hmm. and safe with that before proceeding. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'd love to talk to an expert about like. How can we have those conversations with our kids so that we don't have a whole, you know, generation of of kids that are being taught by something that is can be super, super like destructive and harmful? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I would love to have that conversation and about all that stuff because all that all you know, of it, yeah, even like just you said, even just really young kids on social media, like where you know, uh, just finding the balance and things. Yeah, and like even what about the things you know the the Instagram accounts that your child might follow? You know, how is that? Wor- all these kind oh, of things, and I'm so worried about it as a parent now with like our kids getting older because I want in every way her to feel safe and no and not feel shame and not feel judged and be able to express herself and also explore her curiosities and but at the same time i want her to be safe right and i want her to know boundaries exactly and that's where i'm like i'd love to talk to someone about that because that's what it all comes down to right like you can have the trust the dialogue but as the parent you still have to set healthy Mm -hmm. age-appropriate boundaries to like protect them you know because they're still a child yeah and like how to how to do that anyway sorry no no i appreciate you bringing that up because it's like i said i would i'll sometimes see on social media and i have like this like oh gosh and then this feeling of like inner war in myself of like oh that that that, they shouldn't be doing that but then i'm like yeah but then they don't they shouldn't be feeling shame about their body and 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 they should be feeling like you know comfortable it's all a thousand things in my head like why does this not feel right right and i'm like is it my shame yeah is it conditioning is am i being like is this wrong on my like yeah you're processing all those things um yeah, no, I appreciate you bringing that up because it's like, I yeah, know that's definitely something that it's food for thought. Food for thought. I know. Big time. Anyway. All right. So <laughs> now Chrissy Teigen. Let's but talk before about. Before we do that. Yes. Quick pause. Yes. Let's take a quick pause because we are going to uh, to have some chats about uh, the Chrissy Teigen. <laughs> um, so broads. I do feel. Like we've been saying this for a while now, but it's finally really officially happening. The world is opening back up. So obviously I'm quickly trying to find myself some styling 101 classes because after 18 months of wearing matching sweatsuits, I need a little reminder of how to put together a great outfit, Uh, whether I'm in sweats leather shorts or a floor length freaking ball gown i can always count on my majori pieces to elevate and put together any look majori makes fine jewelry for every day so yeah if you're lounging on the house or if you're on a first date the same majori pieces are going to work for both occasions this is perfect because once you see them you're never going to want to take them off anyways Mm -hmm. i can attest to that firsthand majori pieces are the perfect mix of timeless and trendy i'm wearing one right now me too um and are all handcrafted with premium materials like 14 karat solid gold sterling silver pearls even diamonds Diamonds. and if you're looking to build your jewelry collection majori is the perfect place to go each week they drop new pieces you're going to have lots of fresh designs to choose from uh but they all mix and match and pair perfectly together uh for years to come you know it's like the perfect way to build your jewelry collection because everything's sort of like interchangeable and just like flows but it's still unique anyway looking good has never been so effortless Mm -hmm. thank you majori Stacking for days always. And thanks to Majori, you can treat yourself without breaking the bank. Typical fine jewelry markups are close to 10 times the cost. 10 times broads. That's actually wild. Majori cuts out the middleman and sells directly to their customers. And you end up paying a fraction of the cost. Uh, If that's not a win-win, I don't know what is. Head to Majori.com slash chatty for 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I.com slash chatty for 10% off your first order. Broads, uh, if you keep up on superfoods or wellness trends, then you know there's a star of the show right now, and that's collagen powder. Uh, And I won't lie, 
I'm a bit of a skeptic when it comes to quote unquote miracle powders or whatever you want to call them. But I have been using collagen powder for the past year and broads sound the alarm because I am obsessed. Uh, yes. <sighs> I've been collagen. putting them in my smoothies every morning. They're yes. the ancient nutrition collagen powder. Anyway, uh, I'm happy for the change of heart. I personally love it. The most important thing when using collagen is finding quality. Mm-hmm. And that can be tough because there's a lot of options out there. But broads, because we love you, we're going to let you in on a little secret. The best collagen on the market by far is... Well, I already dropped their name. I already said it at the beginning of this. You spilled the tea. Whatever. It's Ancient Nutrition. Ancient Nutrition. only collagen out there with clinically studied ingredients that have proven results. Plus, it's unflavored, which means you can just add it to just about anything. Like I was saying, I throw mine in my morning smoothie. If you're running late, you can even add it straight to your morning coffee. That's what I've been doing. I've been just putting in my coffee. It's incredible. And now that I know ancient nutrition products are the best on the market, I get so many other things from them. The quality is amazing because they test rigorously and repeatedly for purity, which if you know anything about wellness and supplements, you know that is not the norm, unfortunately. Um, I'm loving their protein powders lately, but there are so many amazing products to choose from. You just have to go on their website, Broads, and scroll. You're going to just have a field day. They're fantastic. Right now, Ancient Nutrition is offering 20% off your first order when you go to ancientnutrition.com and enter promo code chatty at checkout. That's ancientnutrition.com. Enter promo code chatty for 20% off your first order. Ancientnutrition.com. Enter promo code chatty at checkout. Okay. Let's finally dive. Let's finally dive into Chrissy Teigen. Okay, first of all, let's just get this off our chest. You and I have never been fans of her. We've never been fans of Chrissy Teigen. I just found this out the other day and I felt like a like a soul sister connection. We just had like a kindred moment. <laughs> because I it's true. I with Chrissy Teigen, um, you know, a lot of my friends were always like huge fans of hers. And I'll be real broads, um, I my first interactions with Chrissy Teigen, other than my first interactions with Chrissy, my first interactions, interactions with CT, um, besides knowing obviously that she was John Legend's wife, were seeing her tweets. And I'll be real with you, I remember seeing some tweets that were funny, and then I remember seeing some tweets that honestly like made me feel a little uncomfortable. This is like back back in the day, yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting perspective. It just felt like, listen, this is Chatty Broads. You know, we love a hot take here. We know, you know that we love, you know, giving people a hard time. Sometimes we love to take it. We love to dish it sometimes. Like it's fun. And I'm all about that. And I'm all about like, you know, some gentle ribbing occasionally. But But sometimes you're just like, oh, no, but I remember feeling a little uncomfortable. I remember feeling like, um, I don't know if this is the correct term, but you know that term punching down? Mm. Like when you have someone who... As opposed to punching up? Exactly. Oh, oh, I I see what you're saying. Like if we're making fun of, let's say, Taylor Swift. Yes, that's punching up <laughs> because she's way more famous than we are, right? But like sure. if we're, if I'm like making fun of this like random girl that I bumped into wherever who, I'm, I'm whatever, I don't know. Or, it's kind of like the Demi Lovato Froyo situation. It's like you're... Exactly. Yeah. You're like this mega You're way out of this person's league. And this is a person that has like a mom and pop shop. You know, they do well, but they're not Demi Lovato. Right. So like you're ta- you're tagging their yogurt shop. It feels like you're punching right, down. Right. And then you have all of your people coming for them. You have like your like millions of followers who then are forming these big opinions. That's why it's like even with this podcast and we've made this these mistakes before in our podcast. But like there's sometimes the realization of like, OK, there's a certain 
amount of people who listen to to this. So it's important to sometimes, even if you're having fun, you're joking around and you're stating your big opinions to be careful what you say, because you have people then who just take what you say as God's truth and then like run with it. Yeah. So I remember seeing that with Chrissy Teigen about like a lot of reality TV stuff where I'd see comments that I was a little bit like, whoa, that was like, that was really intense. And it made me feel a little uncomfortable. So when everyone was always like, oh my God, she's so funny. I'm like, yeah, I'm seeing the funny tweets. And obviously she's stunning. So it's like, there's that too. Um, but I remember never being a fan because I was like, oh, I don't know. I just, I don't like some of these. Well, well. Some of the-, the reason I didn't like her is to me, she was just like J-Law, but like, Oh, yeah. Like a thinly veiled J-Law kind of thing of mm-hmm. like, I'm an every mom kind of person. Like my kid's diaper is always on the blue line. And I'm like, okay. And what about the five nannies that could change said <laughs> diaper? Like at any moment. Yeah, like, like if we're going to have an honest conversation, let's have an honest conversation. She, she just has always struck me as that person who's just like super. And uh, see, it's kind of, it's kind of rich. Cause then of course I, I'm, I try to come across sometimes as like the super relatable, whatever, but she always does that kind of thing. You know, like Jennifer Lawrence was like, Oh my God, one time I had a whole can of Pringles before getting on the red carpet. Yeah. And you're just like, like well, Oh, you're crazy. As I slowly put my Pringles down that I've just... <laughs> or like a... Or like a... What, what was the one Gwyneth Paltrow that the that the bros were just talking about where it's like, I went crazy with bread the, during quarantine. The pandemic was absolutely insane. I drank quinoa-based whiskey and I ate pasta. And you're like, people died. <laughs> you're also like, died. okay, bitch. And I eat half a loaf of sourdough every fucking morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You think you're special? Um, is this supposed to be shaming? <laughs> I'm confused. Are you <laughs> shaming my pasta habits? When she said she went crazy with pasta, is this a good thing? Is this some sort of like new diet that's yeah, like, like keto but with carbs? Okay, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, anyway, Lord. it was always like that kind of thing, you know, where it's just like <laughs> hashtag like yeah. relatable mom life, whatever. I was just kind of like, all right, I get the shtick. Yeah. You're like so famous and rich. Like you're just... I feel like you have to get like so you you have to be at such a when you get to such a point of wealth and fame you just have to almost do a hyper self awareness where you're like you almost have to do a parody of yourself where you're like well my seven house cleaners today said that I could take the day off yeah you know? exactly like, no you have you're so right you have to be so so self aware with great power comes great responsibility yes. you have to be really self aware. It's so true. It's like, okay, you can be, and it's, there are definitely things that you can be relatable about, right? And there's conversations that you can have that it's like, hey, I just wanted to put this out here and be honest with you. Which she does, she has done that in really great ways about like her fertility issues and pregnancy loss and all that kind of thing is... But yeah, that's, that's relatable. So regardless of all that stuff, whether whether you stand, you were a CT stan or CT stan or not, that's neither here nor there, because let's talk about some of her internet goings on. But yes. How does he surface, by the way? Does, was someone just like, um, by the way, she's so, problematic? Like, what So I believe, here? well, you know what I did read? is what? I As I did read from a couple articles that there have been a few people, like journalists, who have attempted to take on Chrissy Teigen over the past few years, mm. um, who were like, there are these loads of tweets that are completely out of line and not okay. Yes. Who is Nikki Swift? Is that someone? I'm not sure. I don't know either, but I found their blog from 2017 that said shady things about Chrissy Teigen everyone just ignores. I've, I saw numerous of those. Yeah. And I think there were numerous journalists who are a little bit like, hey, everybody, just quick, quick check here. Um, 
she just said this yesterday and somehow, you know, no one, none of you give a shit. No one, you know, she's just kind of being like, it's just being ignored and she's just continuing to get praised. But there's also no accountability to these things that are being said. And why is that? Um, And yeah, so it's been going around for a while, but was just wasn't getting picked up, really. Um, But then Courtney Stodden who, um, I don't know, Broads, if you know who Courtney Stodden is, she was a reality TV star, um, and she ended up, she got really famous for, at the age of 16, marrying her acting teacher. Courtney Stodden, by the way, now identifies a non-binary, so if you use oh, they, really? them pronouns. Oh, I apologize. Thank you so much. Um, so, so Courtney Stodden. Uh, I remember this, by the way. Oh, I remember Googling, story. Yeah, I remember Googling them. I was really young and just being like, so fascinated like i don't actually remember feeling any type of way i was just young and very fascinated of like yeah look at this person's like voluptuousness very similar actually to what we were just talking about this actually really ties in that's actually kind of wild how this all ties i didn't even think about that well uh but yes break it down please so they were um started to date their acting teacher who was a famous actor who I believe at the time when they began dating was like in his fifties. Yeah. We're talking like, yeah, 35, maybe more years. Yes. And, um, ended up getting family permission to marry Courtney when they were at the age of, uh, like 16, I believe. Um, so obviously it was news. Yeah. It wasn't even legal. It was like their mom had to like sign off on it type thing. And Courtney was very like buxom Mm -hmm. blonde, bodacious very sort of like this cliche kind of like barbie doll Mm -hmm, blonde mm -hmm. and then they started going on like different reality tv shows um sometimes alone sometimes with their partner um and so yeah there was a there was a minute where courtney stodden was actually in the media a lot yeah well Courtney went on a uh, had an interview and this is how this whole thing started to really get legs and be talked about a lot. Mm. Courtney said that Chrissy Teigen had posted tweets about them, but also slid into their DMs and when sliding into their DMs told Courtney to kill themselves. Not only that, of why can I not find it right now? Okay, so not only the sliding into the DMs thing, mm-hmm. also let's just talk about the public tweets. Yes. <sighs> Again. Okay. It's it's like okay. Again, you don't <laughs> I don't doubt that at all because the public tweets are at Courtney Stodden. My Friday fantasy, you dirt nap. Mm, baby. Courtney Stodden tweeted something and then Chrissy responded, go to sleep forever. Courtney at Courtney Stodden, what drug makes you do that with your mouth? Asking for a friend who really wants to know how to look like an idiot. Thanks. At Courtney Stodden, do you have a family? Just like this crazy, just crazy fucking harassment. Yeah, just trolling Courtney nonstop. Yeah, and like, do you, like is telling someone to like kill themselves like trolling? No, absolutely not. Cause like 
that's violent that's harassment. what she because that that's what she referred to as her okay so oh no Christy, i'm saying a few of the ones that that uh chrissy teigen oh, mentioned yeah, like, about yeah. like oh yeah, what, yeah, yeah, what, yeah what do you yeah. use or what do you do with your yes, mouth yes, like yes that's so mean and that's bullying yeah but yeah no the the, the telling someone to well and then in her apology she said like you know i was like a attention-seeking troll and it's like uh this is for me first of all i it's like okay you're an attention-seeking troll it's not trolling you're completely right when you are saying these things to someone but where i then go i i don't know how to take this in is when you put together this is this went beyond tweets and you were sliding into someone's private dms being violent with them and at the time too chrissy teigen was had been famous for numerous years was engaged to john legend like this was not it wasn't like at this point chrissy teigen not the modeling career hadn't taken off wasn't yeah. famous yeah. and was trying to get attention and was like whatever it's like no no no. Y- you were famous already for numerous years you were engaged to someone oh, yeah. who was incredibly famous oh, oh at the yeah time. and let's not forget courtney started was 16 16 years old so you're telling a 16 year old to kill themselves and at the time i believe chrissy teigen was 25 or 26 yeah yeah, yeah they're 10 they're about 10 years apart what the fuck that's like so like oh what yeah okay not only that but there's like there's plenty of other like little things about Chrissy Teigen but even this one in 2013 so this is the year she married John Legend yeah they got married in 2013 yeah tweeted at Farrah Abraham which granted you know Farrah Abraham is a whole other thing but you're she tweeted at her you're a whore and everyone hates you it's like you're and then people were like uh that's a little hypocritical considering that you've been on the receiving end of slut shaming for being a sports illustrated model right and you're gonna turn around being like you stupid little whore slut kind of thing there's also tweets uh that chrissy tweeted at Lindsay lohan saying Lindsay adds a few more slits to her wrist when she sees emma stone like ew that's not funny um adds a few more like joking about her self-harm i am not a fan of republican politician sarah palin um but chrissy teigen tweeted at sarah palin i don't want much from sarah palin i just want her to admit partial fault then shoot herself in the face is that wrong yes yeah i'll answer your question yes um to avril lavigne who as far as i'm aware avril lavigne all is pretty unproblematic and stays out of a lot of drama. So I don't even know what this tweet is in reference to, to be honest. Yeah. But tweeted at Avril Lavigne. If you told me I could have one kid, but it would be exactly like Avril. I would choose to have a barren sterile existence that ends when I die. And it's just like, Whoa. Yeah. There's just, it's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot, a lot, a lot. Wait, wait, wait. What? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. This is the fair Abraham one. Now thinks or fair. I guess her name's fair. Abraham. Is it Farrah Abraham? I don't fucking know. Farrah Abraham now thinks she is pregnant from her sex tape. In other news, you're a whore and everyone hates you. Whoops, not other news. Sorry. And then she tweeted again after people got mad. Wow, amazed to see the outrage behind calling a staged leaked sex tape chick from Teen Mom exactly what she is. Go on with your bad selves. Like just doubling down and just being like, well, she is a whore and everyone hates her. Like, sorry, I'm I mean, calling a spade and again, a spade. And again, like you said, it's like when you have been on the receiving end of slut shaming also... It's like I said, it's a lot of this like 
I don't, I never saw those specific tweets, but in a lot of the tweets, those ones are just like, like violent. But in a lot of the tweets I saw, it was the ones before that had made me uncomfortable um, years ago. Like I said, it was that punching down feeling where it was just like, Chrissy, you're so much more famous than Farah or Courtney. Like, and in like these eight, like an A-list celebrity scene, like, yeah, I mean, even like with the A-listers, though, like she tweeted, like, why is anyone surprised Mariah Carey is having twins? I was always pretty positive there were two to 15 babies growing inside of her. Is that, is that like a fat joke? I don't know. Like, ew, just like, ew, ew, ew. And then you know what also bugs me about this? And this is why I'm like, OK, fuck you. Because Chrissy Teigen's also the kind of person where, granted, she's been on the receiving end of some like in the past year with the QAnon stuff, some crazy harassment. Yeah, don't know if absolutely. you follow that or not. We don't have to go into that. But regardless, she's been the person on and off for 10 years of just been like, wow, got to get off social media for a while because you guys like no one can take a joke or like everyone's now ganging up on me. And it's like, yeah, but you've been the one on yeah. like, I think blowing steam full steam ahead, like harassing people. I think with this specific year with Chrissy Teigen, ha- Chrissy Teigen has been through horrific trauma with the loss of her child um and then all of the QAnon all of that and so I when I saw that she had been posting that she was going to be getting off of social media it's like yeah I mean you're getting like I there's no way that I could ever handle that either um and so I want to acknowledge this year for her has been horrific but these are tweets that were from years ago Um, and yeah, when I was going through and reading everything, it was like, I was reading from, um, like more like backstory on her. Um, and this was like backstory that came out before all of this came out. But, um, you know, there's definitely things that like, I feel like could have like a really good active conversation about this um, instead of just like the post that she threw up there and was like, I'm a troll, you know, whatever. Um, And then and then maybe her disappearing from social media. It's like this would be such an opportunity to have like a really, really good conversation because, first of all, have no idea what it must have been like trying to break into the modeling, supermodeling world as a woman of color when she did at that. Like, you know, there's thank God there's been at least a little more diversity and inclusion in the past couple years. Mm-hmm. But when she was, I'm sure it was just absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure that there's like, there's a lot of things built up and I feel like there could be a lot of great conversation about like, I said these things and they're absolutely horrific. I need to acknowledge that when these things happened to me. They affected me in this, like these traumas affected me. And then the way that I executed them was by going after other people. I don't think that's a good response. Really? No, because that's exactly what Taylor Nolan did. No, I'm not talking about like that being the only response. Okay. I'm talking about having an active conversation yeah. about it. Right. So it's like, I feel like it's, I just feel like it's important to, I I don't know. For me, it's like there's this element of it's the balance between like you can't make an excuse for ever speaking to someone that way. These are horrible, despicable things that you're saying to somebody. But then because of her gigantic platform, I would think it would be like an opportunity 
to have an active conversation and not right off the bat be like, these are the reasons why I did this. But an ongoing conversation, instead of just being like, I'm sorry, and then going silent for however long on Twitter like she will, for people who follow her to... Because it's like Twitter is literally like a hellhole of trauma. Like everyone just being horrific to everybody. I feel like with all of her millions of followers, like it could be an opportunity for people to learn from this. I get Do you know that. What I'm saying? But also I think like, I, th- I, the reason I actually did like her uh, apology aside from the part where she like, I just felt like calling herself a troll was to me it, just like a bit of a minimization. But <laughs> bless you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Aside from what I felt like was the minimization uh, just by calling it a troll right, thing. Right, right. Okay. Um, okay, let's see. Tegan took to Twitter to apologize. I'm mortified and sad at who I used to be. I was an insecure attention-seeking troll. I'm ashamed and completely embarrassed at my behavior, but that's nothing compared to how I made Tegan, uh, Chris, Courtney feel. <laughs> nothing compared to how I made Courtney feel. I've worked so hard to give you guys joy and be beloved and the feeling of letting you down is, okay, this was a weird one. Yeah, that, see, that's that what I remember I don't like and that's that one. what threw me okay, off. Okay, okay. That's so Chris Tegan said, I have worked so hard to give you guys joy and be beloved and the feeling of letting you down and be beloved. It's just weird. And the feeling of letting you down is nearly unbearable, truly. These are not my only mistakes and surely won't be my last as hard as, as hard as I try, but God, I will try. Okay, yeah, take out that sentence. As your PR person, take out that sentence. I have worked so hard to give you guys joy and be beloved. Okay. And the feeling of letting you down is unbearable, whatever. But, um... I've tried to connect with Courtney privately, but since I publicly fueled all this, I also want to publicly apologize. I'm so sorry, Courtney. I hope you can heal now knowing how deeply sorry I am. And I am so sorry I let you guys down. I will forever work on being better than I was 10 years ago, one year ago, six months ago. I liked, so I liked it aside from like a couple of those sentences I would have deleted, but I, I just feel like to talk about like, here's where I was at the time, really, even if it is like a couple weeks later, decenters like the main person who is mm. same with that one sentence decenters, the person mm-hmm. who is hurt and on the receiving end of so much hatred. Mm-hmm. Like I don't usually use that often, but like Courtney Stodden was on the receiving end of so much hatred as a child yeah. who they now have like said that it was um like that they were groomed and like abused in that relationship mm-hmm. and like so just so much trauma right and it's crazy yeah. that people it just says so much about society it's really the same thing to me as like the monica Lewinsky thing about how so many people came for her and her career was ruined even though it was the much older president yes. of the united states yes. in a position of power who abused his a position of power to have a sexual relationship with this woman um and it's the same thing with this of like why was not everyone telling him to kill himself not that that's right but like if someone's going to be receiving on your hate of your hatred mm-hmm. it should probably the, be the person who's like 40 years older it's so weird depending on a 16 year old and it's such a crazy misogynistic narrative to be like she was throwing herself at him she's such a slut whore like that's so crazy to me like if anything you should be like you oh, fucking old creep what the no, hell are you I, doing with a 16 year old it's so wild i completely agree with you anyway that was just a tangent yeah. about how much hate she was receiving at the time but yeah i just feel like to talk about what she was going through is like no it's already been enough about chrissy 
Let's not make it anymore yeah, about Chrissy. That's my you. that's my no, take on that. No, I hear that. you. I hear you. I hear you. I th- I guess for me, it's just more like looking at the situation or looking at the like um, moving forward, which I can only imagine. Maybe I'll be wrong. Which I can only imagine will be after this apology, be silent on Twitter for like six months, and then be <laughs> back at it like per usual. Yeah. Um, and like maybe have like her lines back in Target. I mean, that that's I feel like what we see a lot is everyone just. It's like the Chris Harrison. I disappear. And then I come back um, and the work isn't shown to the public. And so I guess with the whole Chrissy piece where it's like she has this gigantic audience that I feel like there's an opportunity to use that as like being honest with like the work that she's doing. And then at some point then, you know, talking about, the internalized things like when she was going through like in her in her modeling career and like I don't know I I I, but not I don't I would never want it to ever like what I'm not saying is like taking that away like you said like the idea of decentering right now Courtney and the absolute harm that was done through this is by no means what I'm saying right I'm just trying to think of a way that like this is what I would do yeah I would not I do not think it's appropriate personally even though I may have done it myself. So, you know, I might have done it myself. Sorry. But in the future, <laughs> remind me, guys, if I ever have to make some apology like this. Hopefully not. Um, personally, I don't think it's good to be like, oh, here's my story. That can be good, like maybe way down the road, like years down the road. But what I think would be more if you do want to like use a teachable moment would be like, let's talk about like internalized misogyny Mm. not in terms of her specific experience of like here's how i was on the receiving end of misogyny and hate instead being like look at let's dissect the shit that i was saying Mm -hmm. like why was i blaming this child and Mm -hmm. like calling her calling them a whore you know Mm -hmm. like and telling them to go die or whatever like why why was why did that make me so mad mm-hmm. this seeing this person who was on the receiving end of abuse mm-hmm. like and that's so nasty because x y and z yeah. and like here's what i should have been here's where i should have been channeling my anger towards but instead because of all this crazy internalized misogyny i was making the victim into the bad guy because of like you know, the hatred that society because of this, this and this fuels upon like young, vulnerable yeah, women. No, I think you're thing. no, you're right. You're you right. Know what I, I mean, you're like, right. yeah, decentering the conversation from like, yeah, you're right. And not that it has to all be about Courtney, but maybe make it not at all about Chrissy. That makes yes. sense. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. I will say also just a side note. Uh, Courtney did say after Chrissy tweeted that, um, that Courtney said that they are or that, uh, Chrissy Teigen blocked Courtney a long time ago oh. on social media. And so Courtney, Courtney was saying that they Wait, ne- Chrissy blocked Courtney. I believe correct That's me weird. if I'm wrong, okay. but what I do know, like I'm, I'm 99% yeah, yeah. sure about that. Yeah. I might've reversed them, but I do know that Courtney said that they did not receive an apology, which feels wild to like go on Twitter and be like, I tried to reach out. Hmm. And then Courtney said something about like, I guess you didn't try hard enough because like I'm still blocked and I didn't get an apology. (laughs) 
So there's that. Yikes. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just thinking, I'm like, that's a wild move to go on social media to your millions of followers and being like, I attempted to reach out to Courtney and apologize, but I also wanted to apologize to all you, blah, blah. And like actually not doing that. Huh. Like my first instinct is like there must have been some sort of like miscommunication channel. Like, like maybe, I don't know. Like, like maybe the PR team like right. was supposed to send an email right. and they forgot to do it. <laughs> right. I'm like that seems like you said like quite the audacity they to say one, you're doing that and then you they don't. They left one D at a Stodden when they were sending the email and they were yeah, like, like maybe Christy's in your top requests in your DMs and you haven't seen it. Maybe. <laughs> but like that's what they said. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. I'm really interested to see how Chrissy's going to move forward. Um, I'm also interested to see if anyone else is going to come out and like talk What's about it. What's wild to me is that like crazy conservatives are always like cancel culture is so wrong. And then meanwhile, then Candace Owens is like, look at what Chrissy Teigen <laughs> tweeted 10 years ago. I'm so like, you're I the biggest uh, hypocrite I've ever seen in my fucking life. I think Candace Owens started a hashtag that said cancel Chrissy Teigen. And I was like, well, but cancel culture, it only sucks if it comes from people that we like. <laughs> so stupid. I know. I was so like, oh, my fucking, Lord. Such a fucking hypocrite. That's oh, my so Lord. Wild. But yeah, so we will see about that with with Chrissy T. I mean, I know like we were, we were saying all the lines, like the target line was pulled. All that stuff was pulled. She just says other stuff, too, where she's just like, we're not allowed to have any hot drivers chefs nannies like nothing no one hot is allowed to be around john and like yes maybe that's a joke but like <laughs> i wonder how john feels about all this i would love to he's probably like that's just chrissy <laughs> <laughs> you know CT. i think you know i always think about this becca anytime there's someone who all of a sudden things come up especially if there's it's not like current if it's like things from the past all of a sudden come up the partner in the situation that when i think about that that always gives me what like wild anxiety yeah i mean it like depends on the situation right because like i always think like oh i don't think i've ever said anything like that but what if for some reason i'm like blocking it out of my memory and it like what if i really did say stuff like that yeah you know whatever and then for me if that's if anything like that got re got surfaced i would probably just be crying to be gray and would be like i don't remember saying this. this is so horrible i feel so bad yeah and like i'm sure he would just be like i'm so sorry i'm just thinking about like let's just say all of a sudden all this shit came out about evan and like that's different. You've known him for a long I know, time. So then it would feel like it was some creepy secret thing. Okay, you know? let's That's just say different. Evan and I met two years ago. and Or a few years ago. Whatever. What about I mean, maybe a close friend? Maybe you can think of like a close friend of yours. But it feels with. different than a partner Does to it? me. Okay. Right? Because it's like we have a child together. We're living under the same roof. Like, you know, a friend. You're like, wow, that's heartbreaking. And like, maybe I didn't see that coming. And that's devastating. And like, how do we yeah. work through this? Um, how how am I like, how can I be a friend to you? But also acknowledge all the harm that you've caused. And like, what does that look like? Um, but with a partner, if I'm, if I'm married to Evan for the past couple of years, and then one day all the stuff sur surfaced that he was tweeting these horrendous things and sliding into people's DMs and saying these horrendous things, I'll be real with you. I know people change. I'm not trying to say that that's not the truth, but I'm just saying for me personally, I don't know how I would ever 
look at him the same. Like I'd have a really hard time looking at him the same See, way. See, the again. context of this is so hard too because like it's the same with Gray. Like if Gray or Evan some of the surface, no, it, it's it's hard to like decontextualize it because with them. Like, they are so not the type of people who do that. So, like, it would be really creepy if, like, I found out that Gray was DMing, like, 16-year-olds yeah. telling them to end their lives. Yeah, like, yeah. same with Evan. That would yeah. be, like, so out of character. Uh -huh. It would be so shocking and creepy. Yeah. But, like, it's a little different because neither of them are like Chrissy Teigen. Not that I'm excusing her, but, like, she's the kind of person who's tweeting five tweets an hour and it's just like making comments about pop culture all the time like but let's just say this let's just say in the home yeah john legend he's just getting egots you know what i mean he's just he's just writing hits and maybe he's not he does he pay, maybe he pays zero attention to chrissy's twitter and maybe at home she'll you know she'll kind of go off on rants about whatever but in general maybe she's not the same as she is on twitter I'm sure she has super edgy humor at home. Probably way more edgy than what she tweets. Probably. That's usually how that yeah, goes. You probably, probably say more shit offline than you yeah, do I, online. I, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, it's definitely like typically the thing. But I'm just saying like, you never know, right? Yeah. yeah. And this is like a shock to him. Like you, you said what to them? Are you kidding me? Like how? I don't know. I just feel like. I just feel I just can't like imagine that being I can't, the case. I can't wrap my brain around it. But that's what I'm saying. I always think about the partner in this situation because I always think about like, oh my God, what if like that were to happen to my partner and I am trying to think about like my my children right now. And you know, the last thing that I'm processing is like, oh, my partner lost all these deals right, and now right. what? It's more like I'm looking at you and I have a relationship with you. And now these things came out that you said 10 years ago. And you're telling me you've changed and I want to say that that's not, let's just say that's not who I know. That's not who you are in our home. And maybe you've done so much work and you really have changed. But if we haven't had conversations about the fact that you've changed, let's just say we're in the home and like my partner's actively talking about like, oh man, I used to hold these beliefs. I used to feel this way. Mm -hmm. I used to say shit like this. And I've been like, have actively worked on myself and I've like found out about these things. I found out all about these internalized things that I had. Da, 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 da. Then I'd be like, okay, this is a different way that we're moving forward now that I'm viewing you. But if I knew nothing of this and then all of a sudden I mean, that shit kinda, came it's out. It's kind of the Taylor Nolan stuff. Yeah, it's maybe similar to that. And it's like, I don't know how with my partner I'd be able to process. Context is definitely everything. And like I'm saying, like with the Chrissy stuff, I'm sure she says much wilder shit at home so i'm probably sure it's, so now it's just probably not it's probably not like i'm you sure know. it's like uh it's it, i'm i'm guessing i would be willing to bet it would be something like why did you do that yeah <laughs> why didn't you delete that why did you do that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. really how did you not remember that you said that kind of stuff like why would you dm the person like it's probably more of that kind of thing like yeah dude you fucked up. It's like, yeah. it's probably that. It's yeah. probably not like, oh, Chrissy, Christine. How could you? How I would have never guessed you? from you. Yeah, no, you're right. I just always, I don't necessarily think it was that way with John and Chrissy. I just always have that thought whenever anything like this happens, when stuff comes out from numerous years ago, I always think about like, 
Probably because I'm a narcissist and I just put myself in the exact uh, position. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm an empath. <laughs> I'm an empath and I put myself in the exact position. No, no, no. So I, I just I, think I, about immediately like what would this ha- what would this look like if that was my partner who those things were coming out about? Like how would I handle it? Like how would I move forward with this person? Yeah. Ugh. Anywho. Anyway, <laughs> don't envy those positions. Ah. No. One or two more things before we wrap. Just to make it a little lighter. Okay. Okay. Uh, the Friends reunion is coming out. Were you a Friends person? Did you watch Friends? Oh, Lord. All right. Never mind. <laughs> oh, you know what? Speaking of something fun. I don't know if we could say this or not, but we may or may not have gotten a little invite back to uh, a certain oh. Real Housewives home. Maybe someone really enjoyed our company and our our chatting and has maybe invited us back to their home. <gasps> Brats. Please, if you've ever done anything for us, please go. What's Lisa Vanderpump's podcast name? All Things Vanderpump. Please go on All Things Vanderpump. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If you really love <laughs> us, subscribe. Drop a review. Yeah. Say the chatty broad sent you. Yeah. Please. Please. We want to be Lisa's best friends. <laughs> Broads, we're just going to say she has developed one, we love her. We're obsessed yeah, with we're her. Yeah, we're obsessed with her. We love her so much. She's also produced a Bravo show or two. Hey, Broads, if you want to see more of us on the TV, five stars on all things Vanderpump. Chatty Broad said you. Don't mention that we said this. <laughs> Don't tell her that Just we say, told you to do love it. Love you. I'm a broad. Hashtag Chatty Don't Broad. Don't let it slip that we have this. And all of a sudden, this clip comes out. We're just like, please, please tell Lisa. <laughs> review all things vanderpump subscribe yeah and our episode uh with her is coming out in like the next day or so so you know perfect time to drop a review perfect timing to drop the review just throwing that out there no pressure just throwing that out there (sighs) everything is falling into place (laughs) (laughs) i think that's the perfect way to end the episode screw the friends reunion (laughs) tell lisa about us (laughs) but lisa vanderpump happy note also broads if you want to put yourself in a happy mood the only other thing i was really going to mention was pink's performance with her daughter at the billboard music awards i'm trying not to cry so i've been avoiding and if you want to make your day 10 times better and have a good happy cry just go ahead and check that out because that is just my life goal with ember now not on stage, but just like oh, that. But we can, we I mean, can it, it could happen. Can if if Ember wanted stage. to do it on stage, that's fine. But just that connection, the the aerial gymnastics together, yes. and then the moment after her and her daughter had this beautiful dance together, the pride that her mother had, and then they had this moment where like they grabbed each other's faces and had like this intimate like love as Pink's receiving this like gigantic award, and they're like mother daughter relationship with this like wonderful nine-year-old i'm manifesting it for you guys you got four years to make thank it happen. you so much ember like she is a good dance the coordination did is ember gonna watch be, it did she, she like hasn't it? seen it yet oh, as soon as she her, comes back from school thoughts. i'm gonna be like ember what are your thoughts on this <laughs> do, do, do you st- think how do you think you, you could handle these silks <laughs> i know that not tripping when you run is something that is a challenge but what about these silks maybe once you hit the sky it'll be completely different you'll take on a bird like 
you know, I'm not going to lie. It was like that for me when I started rock climbing. I could barely kick a soccer ball without falling over myself. And then you hit the, and the minute you hit I got the on the wall, it was like I had a whole new level of grace. Maybe this maybe is maybe the aerial silks are. Maybe Ember's this is calling. it for her. Maybe this is her thing. She just got to hit the sky. <laughs> it's only up and up from here, baby. You got a girl. <laughs> but Brad's check that out. That was a good cry this morning. Um, so that's it. Um be well and chat soon yes be well and chat soon 